This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold Golden and Gregory. Welcome to Energy Matters, a show about how you can save money on your utility bills, use technology wisely, and live a more sustainable lifestyle. Here's your host, veteran energy regulator and clean energy expert, Commissioner Tim Eccles. Thank you, Scott Slade. It's always great to be saving money on that power bill, using technology wisely, and living a more sustainable life. I'm Tim Eccles. I'm on the road, and we're talking solar today, the whole show. I'm so excited to have Jeff Pratt with me uh, in my office at the Capitol. Uh, He's with Green Power EMC, and uh, probably half of you are members of, uh, of an EMC like I am. I'm a member of of Jackson EMC, and your nonprofit EMC is out there working behind the scenes to deliver you more green energy. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna have Jeff tell us a little bit how how that's working and where the solar's winding up, where they're going in the future. I mean, Jeff, it is amazing to me how far these prices have fallen with solar. Tim, it's so great to be here, and and I'm excited to tell you that uh, solar has become such an important part of the portfolio of electricity generation and continues to grow in Georgia. The prices have fallen. They've fallen by more than 70% in the past six years. That's an incredible value to the co-op members who pay bills and need electricity for all the important factors we have today. It's been an incredible journey to watch these prices fall and to take advantage of those in new projects as we move forward. And uh, I'll tell you that co-ops in Georgia, there are 38 of them, uh, probably uh, are, are just uh, leaders among all co-ops in the country with respect to the solar engagement they're engaging in today. Jeff, I don't know if you remember, but hanging on my wall right here is the is the article uh, from the Solar Express that ran in the Dublin paper back August the first, two thousand eleven, and you were there. And I, you know, I'm getting old, but I remember sitting in that train car and having you explain to me how the EMCs were going to get involved, and that was two thousand eleven. Wow, how far you guys have come. I mean, tell us how much solar energy you have and where it's at and, and, and what that means to these, uh, these uh, member EMCs. You know, that trip uh, that we took um, to Plains, Georgia, on uh, in South Georgia on the Solar Express was one of my first introductions to the incredible changes we were about to make in Georgia. And it was, uh, it, of course, it was the first time you and I had met. So it was an incredible opportunity to learn more about solar in, in the future. And um, it set us on that, – that event set my mind on what our co-ops might need to think about in the future. It really was a really important uh, event in establishing where co-ops might need to go. From that point on, in the next couple years, we started planning our first projects. And those first projects seemed big at the time. But today, we were, we're over 100 percent a hundred times bigger than we thought we would be by 2015 so today just to give you scale we have over 10,000 acres of solar either in operation or under construction today all of which will be in service in the next two years a lot of folks in metro atlanta jeff they they've never been to hazelhurst georgia they've never been to twix county they've never been to butler georgia and they probably never will go because they're off the beaten path and you know, I, I have people say, why don't we do more solar? And I say, look, let me let me let you go down to Hazelhurst. Let me let you go to Twix County so you can see how we're doing this. And, Jeff, I know with uh, with as we've regulated Georgia Power and encouraged them to do these large arrays, it just makes that energy so cheap uh, and it, it doesn't require a subsidy. And that is what makes sense for at least Georgia ratepayers. I can't speak for people in California or New York or how they like to do it. But I know that our folks in Georgia, they love clean energy, but they also want cheap energy prices. And in the way that you guys are doing it in this kind of cooperative scale fashion, it enables you to deliver that lower price. That's exactly right. You know, uh, what's 
what's really important about the scale is that we're able to produce electricity from these large-scale projects at less than half the cost of what a customer can put it for on the roof for. I'm not suggesting that rooftop solar doesn't have a place in the market. I think it does, and it will continue to grow in Georgia and elsewhere. But today, with the economics that we have in Georgia and the amount of sunshine and the available land in South Georgia to put large-scale projects that add value to to customers at the end of the line today, it's extremely important for us to take advantage of where we're at today. You know, I brag on Walton EMC. I've been a member of Walton EMC when we lived in Bogart about their cooperative solar. And I've actually gone to Nehruk, our national conference, and said that Walton was the gold standard, you know, for community solar. And the way that they've done that and Ronnie Lee and their effort over there to allow members to buy a panel or two and then get that credit on the bill. I mean, how important was that success story in building confidence with other EMC executives and staff around the state? It was super important. Um, Walton EMC, when we reintroduced the cooperative solar program, Ronnie Lee and Walton EMC stepped out and showed the state the power of, of bringing solar to a individual customer, even if it wasn't on the rooftop, but showing that a specific amount of solar hit their, their bill and the difference it could make on their bill. And, uh, and so it, what we're doing with community solar statewide is to take the economies of scale for larger scale projects, but deliver them to the household in a direct way so through community solar so the customer sees the benefit on their bill as a line item as opposed to uh, just factored into all the other electrons from all the other facilities that, that are generating power. You know, Jeff, for the customers to be able to make the connection that, you know, big solar in Georgia is fractionally lowering my bills, I'm participating in, in this. This is something that is hard to communicate to customers. In Georgia EMC, they have a magazine. Each EMC has a newsletter that they do. You guys are messaging things out. You're here at the legislature talking uh, talking uh, to members of the Senate and, and to the House. What is the challenge uh, for you working with uh, with Green Power EMC and getting the word out that this stuff makes sense and we need to do more of it. The biggest challenge is that um, is that that people in our in our customers many times don't understand uh, the value proposition that these large scale projects make and see. They think uh, that people believe that when they have rooftop solar and they can see and touch it it really comes it, it hits home to them they can they get a real sense of what's going on so the challenge we have is if we can build and and large-scale projects at scale uh, the challenge is to take that information and translate it and I, the way we do it is digitally into the home so the customers can see in real time the the effect that a large-scale plant has on their house that that is the opportunity it's also the challenge but it is precisely where i think the power of community solar comes is that they they will conceive value from large scale projects but you have to translate that into real uh, life information to the customer in real time and we're developing software to help do that today and we think it'll be very successful but that is the challenge is making it real for a customer jeff you guys started with schools way back before it was really cool to do solar giving these schools a glimpse at solar and how their facility could benefit from that and i've I've made the case all along for 10 years here that we have to have this generation of kids coming up understand this technology better than their parents have, that they they need to know how it works. They just need to be a little more technically savvy about this. And this can happen in science classes. It can happen through assembly presentations. I don't care how it happens. But, I mean, I started the Clean Energy Roadshow to do this for businesses. I've gone to schools, colleges. You know, I'm doing, you know, virtual seminars practically every week trying to help educate people about this. But your school program, I mean, that was 
I know that has to be one of a point of pride and joy for you. It is, and and uh, at the at initially we called that Sun Power for Schools. Today we've broadened the the scope a bit to all energy, not just solar, and we're calling it the Spark Program. And we have touched thousands of kids and thousands of teachers in helping them understand how energy systems work. Today, that really does remain remote renewable energy because that's the the kids love to see and touch solar panels, understand where that energy comes from. What's really exciting about this is that we're in the middle of an energy transition in our country and the world. And renewable energy is a focal point of that. But for that to be successful, it's going to require education and it's going to require our teachers and the students to learn about the how the systems work. It's not as simple today as turning on a light switch and you just know the power is going to be there. It's important that that kids today start learning why it's there and why uh, there what it takes to make that happen. Because energy and electricity is becoming such an important part of our everyday life, even more than it was 20, 30 years ago. My kids, they don't worry about heat and light anymore when we have a a storm. They worry about, is their internet connected and can they charge their cell phone? What an important part of our education, you know, that that takes place and and means today. This uh, there's so much to talk about. It reminds me of uh, the work we just did with uh, pole attachments and broadband with with the EMCs and and the entire industry. Hey, Jeff, stick around. I want to keep this conversation going. Keep you around one more segment. Stay with us. Jeff Pratt with Green Power EMC. We'll be back in just a minute. Gas South believes in the difference we can all make, like the difference in putting people first and showing that you care. For us, our difference is saving people money with our best rates and no deposit, and the difference we make in our community by taking care of our friends and neighbors and giving back 5% of our profits to help children in need. Learn more about what makes us different at GasSouth.com. Gas South. The difference is good. Logan Booker, producer of Energy Matters, here for Green Power EMC. From the suburbs to rural farming communities, Georgia is enjoying the benefits of a more sustainable future through the power of solar energy. Available from 38 of Georgia's member-owned electric membership cooperatives, or EMCs, these not-for-profit utilities are harnessing the sun's energy to bring clean, renewable, and affordable electricity to 4.2 million Georgians. For more information, visit www.greenpoweremc.com or contact your local EMC. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by Arnold, Golden, and Gregory, an AMLAW 200 law firm with 180 attorneys in Atlanta and Washington, D.C. They take a business sensibility approach when advising clients. They provide industry knowledge, attention to detail, transparency, and value to help businesses and individuals achieve their definition of success. AGG subscribes to the belief not if, but how. We thank John Gornall and all the attorneys and staff at AGG for sponsoring our show. Hey, this is Tim Eccles back on Energy Matters. I just had to keep Jeff over one more time because we really didn't get to finish what we were talking about in our first segment. And, uh, you know, Jeff, as we as we were kind of leaving this issue of broadband and connectivity and how important that is to your own kids and my kids being able to, whether it's doing their homework or uh, whether it's just communicating with other people and being connected to civilization, it has become uh, increasingly so important. And I know you're not technically the broadband expert for Georgia EMC, but uh, because you're, you're, you're head down working on the green energy, but I am excited about the partnerships that I see developing with these nonprofit EMCs and other companies like LJ Telephone, like Windstream, and uh, I think we're going to see more and more of that. Maybe just a word about uh, about the the buzz that you're hearing from your members about the importance of connectivity. You know, connectivity is is the the focus of. Of, of what we're seeing in in the pandemic it's brought that the issue uh, of of being able to connect 
people together virtually is, is becoming invaluable in our economy and in our world today. And and what's interesting to me, Tim, is how this works is that the that the that all of this information um, is all based on a constant significant supply of clean electricity on the grid. None of this happens without without a connectedness of the energy systems with the communication systems and it being reliable and resilient. And, and that goes for rural areas as well as uh, large areas. And, and I will predict this, that that as time goes on, the clean energy revolution will depend as much on connectivity of devices, just like uh, the, with broadband in rural areas, as it does the ability to produce energy from a solar cell. The connecting all these devices together through broadband nationally is what's going to drive the energy revolution with with clean energy and with batteries and the other items like that you know it, it does seem like electricity is tied to the hip to connectivity you know whether that's fiber optic whether that's cable whether uh, whether that's DSL or uh, or satellite or whatever uh, it, it's just it's just increasingly more important uh, hey I want to go back to this uh, this thought about Georgia made energy. And you know, all of us have gone to a grocery store and gone in and there's I like Publix. I have a Publix by my house and they have a whole end shelf just for Georgia grown products. And it's important. It's been a part of Gary Black's messaging and the governor's messaging to uh, to put more emphasis on Georgia made products and there's stores that you can go to all throughout especially rural georgia that have georgia made products my own colleague jason shaw was involved with um, making olive oil Um, my family's involved with making pickles these are georgia grown georgia made pickles but what about energy i mean is there a case to be made that homegrown georgia made energy is superior to energy that we import from some other part of the country and why all things are local your 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 economy is driven by local businesses and small businesses and and, and economics your uh, our politics are local all things if we can better our local communities and better the their economic ability including with energy uh, then we're doing great things for the state of georgia it all adds up to an incredible opportunity in georgia you know um we have a strong system in Georgia to create energy, everything from coal, natural gas, uh, uh, nuclear energy, and now more than ever, renewable energy. But but one thing you can say about renewable energy in Georgia is you don't uh, have to import your coal from another place in the country. You, you grow your energy in Georgia with local solar. And, the, and not only that, that the amount of solar that we've brought into the state has also helped bring solar manufacturers into the state. Uh, we have uh, one of the, I think it is the largest solar manufacturing facility in the United States in Dalton, Georgia. And many of the panels going into our 10,000 acres of solar that is going in today, the, those modules are coming from the, the plant in Dalton, Georgia. You know, it, it, just to give you scale, if we were to take and put all these solar panels end to end that the co-ops, the electric co-ops are doing in Georgia, it would reach to Alaska. We, it would reach to almost to Berlin, Germany. And so just to give you scale and scope of what that means, if a significant amount of those are coming from Dalton, Georgia, we're keeping money in the state, encouraging jobs in the state, and producing energy that's being consumed in the state, and that has to be good for our local economy. And then, Jeff, when you combine that with the batteries that we are hearing more and more about, SK Innovations, if anybody's driven up 85, going to South Carolina, Get up there around commerce, look off to the right, and you will probably say what I said. That's got to be the biggest factory I've seen in a long, 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 long time. They are going to be making batteries for electric cars and more than just electric cars. Because if you go into a modern-day solar field today, 
there's a decent chance you're going to see some shipping containers over there. And those shipping containers with air conditions hanging on the side or on the top, they have battery chemistry sets in there, stacked up, connected with lights on uh, that that are generating, uh, not generating power, but storing that power and then allowing those solar panels to to basically go home later to be able to work longer and to smooth out uh, any kind of cloud cover. Jeff, as, as you think about the next 10 years for Green Power EMC, do you see batteries becoming a part of some of these future solar fields? Absolutely. Um, in fact, we're studying that as we speak. We have a uh, R&D battery solar system in Commerce, Georgia, very close to the SK manufacturing facility you mentioned, where we're studying exactly how much batteries will make sense for the projects we're installing today and the, and the solar projects we're installing today and the ones we expect to in the future. Batteries are an enabling technology that will make renewable energy even more powerful. Batteries by themselves aren't worth much, but you couple them with their energy system in the right way, which is the trick to this. It's, it's, batteries are dumb. It's how you use them that's, that makes them helpful and smart. So I expect that we will not do much new solar without significant consideration of large-scale batteries to to manage both the um, interconnection and 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 um, engagement of those of, of that solar on our grid, but also to make the solar more valuable because we can shift when it produces at different times. You know, we've talked a lot recently on our show about disruptive technology, and I was down at Tybee Island. I'm very involved with helping the Marine Science Center get a large solar pavilion for kids who come there for educational programs, and they they have about fifty thousand kids come through there a year. So it's a it's a fantastic facility but i was reminded jeff that at one time in the 1800s there was a 17 mile train that went from savannah on to tybee island and down tybee island there were five stops alone on tybee island and when the when the the model a and the model t came along and they built that tybee road because there hadn't been a road the only way to get to tybee back then was by train or by steamship and when they built that road, they thought, okay, this is great. We don't, we don't really need this train anymore. And Central of Georgia shut the, shut the train down about 10 years after the road was built. And attendance on Tybee Island uh, began declining, and they were really n- never able to recover it until, you know, recent years. Uh, and so those, those trains that were disrupted by those cars uh, – well, trains really have never in the United States come back to the glory that, you know, that they once had, and certainly not in the South, in the Southeast. I mean, you and I were on the Solar Express together, but that, that train was only going 25 miles an hour. That, that's a relic of the past. Just in your final comments today, I mean, is solar energy and batteries, is it going to be disruptive to the energy market, or is it just going to be another type of energy? So it will disrupt what we've seen for the last 100 years. And, and, and I say disrupt, though, not as a bad thing. Uh, it will, if it disrupts, it's disrupting technologies uh, that are on their way out anyway. And it will start replacing those technologies with with uh, energy that our customers want and they want to engage in. So I think it's going to be disruptive, but disruptive in a in a, in a positive way. They'll add uh, a good economy of scale for our state and will help our economy as we uh, go forward. So I'm excited about it, Tim. Well, I'm at Tim Eccles on Twitter. Our show's at Matters Radio. Where can folks find out more about Green Power EMC or or, or reach you on social media? So uh, my Twitter handle is Jeff Pratt and the number eight. And uh, and you can go to greenpoweremc.com 
or reach out to me anytime on, and connect in those ways. And uh, be love to talk to anybody who has interest in our business and, and let me know how I can help you guys. And there are so many great solar companies out there that will work with you. I encourage you to uh, to check these out. And if you're in an EMC ter- territory, just talk to your EMC office. Uh, well, stick around. Rob Blatecki is going to be with us in segment three and four. We're going to talk more about solar power and its evolution in Georgia. I'm Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Creative Solar USA is a Georgia-based turnkey installer of innovative solar panel systems. With their NABCEP certified installers, they ensure you receive the highest quality solar energy system in the industry. They're proud to work with you before, during, and after the install, blending customer demand, system capability, and expertise to provide the best service possible. Contact them today at 770-485-7438 or creativesolarusa.com. Tim Eccles for Marlin Gas Services. As the port continues to grow, more and more trucking companies are using natural gas in their trucks instead of diesel. Marlin Gas Services is helping to usher in this clean opportunity. With their specialized rigs, they create virtual pipelines with all the equipment and expertise to provide reliable, clean natural gas. Marlin Gas is the company that gas utilities, pipeline companies, and industrial facilities turn to. See MarlinGas.com for more information. This episode of Energy Matters is sponsored by BMVW Auto Sales. COVID-19 has changed everything, even buying a car. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, not only sanitizes every car, but you can buy it online and they'll trailer it to your home anywhere in Georgia and surrounding states. They've used electric cars, plug-in hybrids, and traditional hybrids. Check out the inventory at ev-hybrid.com. That's ev-hybrid.com. They have a three-day loaner period as well if you want to make sure electric works for you. Check them out at ev-hybrid.com. Hey, welcome back to Energy Matters. Tim Eccles here on the road at one of my favorite places, Chateau Alon, uh, up here in Brazelton, Georgia. And it is my pleasure to have Rob Blatecki here sitting with me in the hotel. And Rob, we're, uh, we're passing this mic back and forth to keep, to keep our distance and enjoying a cup of coffee here at Chateau Alon. I want to welcome you today to Energy Matters. Thanks, Tim. It's great to be here. Uh, been a big fan of yours for uh, the five years that I've been back in Cali- uh, from California, and uh, I really look forward to our time together today. Rob, uh, Blatecki is Czechoslovakian, and I, I know that you're first generation here, uh, and you've had a, had a chance to go back, uh, I guess, a time or, time or two, um, and I'd love to get your thoughts about where things are going in Europe, and maybe we can talk about that in the in the second segment. You're a Czech who spent time in Wisconsin. You spent time in Georgia, and you're and and a lot of time in California in the Bay Area. What was your what's your favorite thing about those? three areas as you think about your time there well that's uh, i don't know if we have enough time for that uh, really but um my my early years were spent in wisconsin and, and ultimately graduated from the university of wisconsin madison um uh, uh, as soon as I got the opportunity, I moved to a warmer climate, and that was Georgia. Uh, and it, it was uh, 20 plus years in, in Georgia, spent more than 10 years with Coca-Cola, um, got to travel a good part of the world, including went back to my father's uh, place of birth, literally his home is still in our family um, uh, relations. And um, from uh, from that period, I transitioned into um, energy and having my own business. Uh, moved to the Bay Area to be closer to um, the the source of, of the Brain Trust as well as uh, the Far East, which I was traveling to quite a bit, um, and uh, had the opportunity to then get into solar at, at the very beginning, back in 2006. Rob, not too long ago, my wife had a chance to go on a mission trip to Romania, and that's not too awfully far from Czechoslovakia, but as they were traveling around helping people with eyeglasses, they had this mobile eye lab where they would do an eye exam and then they had every lens known with every prescription and they would basically pop in the right prescription and give a person those glasses. But Wendy told me that in one town that she went to, it was a coal plant there and that there were literally people 
who had little shacks at the base of the coal pile um, and that they were growing things. They were growing vegetables right there by the coal pile. I mean, I think in Poland and in Eastern Europe, I mean, coal is still a pretty big source of energy, isn't it? Uh, it, uh, it is, and it, and it has been uh, really for more than 100 years. I saw it not only uh, in my travels in, in Europe and in Eastern Europe, uh, same same experience on, on the train going into uh, uh, from uh, Budapest into Eastern Hungary at one point uh, traveling by train, and, and you look out the windows and you see uh, shack after shack after shack, and in their backyards you know, there was a chicken or a goat, but always uh, a farm, and so they they were doing this, this uh, the sustainable farming long before it was fashionable, uh, more out of necessity than anything else. But it was a, a fascinating period of time. I've been pretty intrigued with the European Union's energy market and their ability to trade with each other without penalty. And I know that uh, I've traveled to, to Germany and France, both of those countries, quite a bit. And even though they're neighbors, wow, do they ever have a different perspective on energy. In fact, I recently had a conversation with the new nuclear attache from France, who's at the French embassy in Washington. I had known his predecessor and his predecessor before, and I was just, you know, commending him for being able to keep the French people on board with nuclear energy, where Germany's kind of abandoned that. But I think about, I think about Poland and Poland still being very much uh, depended upon coal, and, uh, and and things just aren't as prosperous in those in those Eastern European countries as they are, obviously, as you get over towards Germany and France and and, and the others. Uh, you know, ha- have you had much t- much time to think about this energy revolution that's happened in Germany and other places? In a way, they've been a lot like California. Yeah, you're right. I mean, when I got into the uh, renewable energy business back in 2006, uh, Germany was the leading country for solar, um, and uh, they were they were doing it from the top down. Uh, the the government was providing the incentives, uh, which motivated everybody financially to uh, put solar on their rooftops. I think uh, here in the U.S., uh, we learned from that. In, in California, my experience was too that we we learned from the German and how it could be done. Uh, they're at a, at a latitude that you know is north of, of Maine, so it's not a matter of, of not having enough sun there. They can do it there. We can do it really for the full 48 states. Uh, and, and that's what I see, that we're now transitioning from what they had done and doing it on a larger scale, which is more efficient and economical. Hey, if you're just joining us, we're talking with Rob Latecki. He's with Alder Energy Solar, a South Carolina company, and the owner's business card is Charleston, one of my favorite towns in all uh, of the world. Uh, Wendy and I spent many an anniversary in Charleston, staying in some of those bed and breakfasts. We didn't stay at 2 Meeting Street, but we stayed at the Hain House, uh, which is not quite as pricey. A friend of ours owned it. In fact, he gave us quite a good deal. Rob, before there was Alder Energy, energy in your life you were working for solar city tell me a little bit about solar city and their elon musk dna it was uh, uh, amazingly uh, uh, serendipitous for me to have, uh, at that point in time, wanted to get into solar based on my um, uh, tr- travels to China and involvement in doing solar and LED lighting for holiday decorations. Uh, that was the genesis of my interest in solar. Uh, but the Chinese had no brands at that time, really no solar industry at that time. Uh, I wanted to set myself up like a, an insurance agent, independent insurance rep that would bring business in to different solar companies that were best suited for that individual project. And so I was in uh, the Bay Area, in Silicon Valley, living there, uh, commuting to the Far East, but wanting to uh, adjust my travel so I wasn't going over there once a month, and uh, started interviewing the companies that were doing solar. One of them was this new company that had been open literally three weeks called Solar City. And met with uh, the CEO, Lyndon Rive, and his brother, Pete, and to find out they were first cousins of this guy named Elon Musk, 
who has since become quite a, a, a personality on, in his own right. But it was um, uh, fascinating to watch their transition. And I joined them and spent five years with them. Their goal, stated goal, was to double in size each year. And they achieved it. And I was you know, uh, proud and happy to help participate in that doubling of size. Solar in California is not that different than solar in, in Georgia. But it really, really does take that kind of top of the, the pyramid commitment to make it happen. Elon Musk, I've become more and more fascinated with him. Uh, I helped organize the world record attempt of Teslas in a, in a parade. Mm-hmm. And so we broke the world record uh, uh, recently, but uh, but I had, a, you know, there were, there were about 380 Teslas there that day for this parade. And I had a chance to get to know and have a conversation with a lot of these people. And, uh, you know, and, you know, getting to take a Tesla myself on a, an extended road trip and just seeing the technology uh, in how it tells you, you know, where the next charger is, how long it's going to take you to get there, how long you're going to need to sit there to get to your final destination, how many cars are sitting on him. He's incredible. Then, of course, all that he's doing with the space station, with rocket launches. Yeah. Oh, and I recently saw uh, the the semi, the Tesla semi that is being tested now. So I think it's absolutely incredible what he's doing. And I, I just don't know that there's that I'm going to doubt him anymore, you know, on, on what he's doing. And it's neat that you had a chance to work, you know, with his, with his family there. Just, you know, as we wrap up this segment, uh, what, what did you learn from working with that family? I mean, the way that maybe they think about business compared to people that, that, that you've worked with in other companies, other areas? That, that's a, a, a great, a great question because, I, uh, I kind of equate him to Donald Trump and other billionaires that as a, as, a, as a breed, they are simply different than the majority of the rest of us. They have uh, ideas and plans and energy and ways of doing things like no other that I've had experience. There were many times in sales meetings and business meetings in the office where they would bring in a new idea. Elon, Elon's cousin, Elon was our CEO, but then it was directed under his first cousins who, by interesting side note, their, their mothers are, the, are identical twins. And so there's a great deal of, of similar genetics. And it was in that process that they committed to being able to build and create something that wasn't, didn't exist before. Well, when we come back, I want to continue this conversation with Rob Blatecki of Alder Energy Solar. Uh, and we're going to hear more about what's going on in South Carolina and Georgia. What do you do if you want to have someone like Rob evaluate your house for solar? Stick around. Uh, we'll be right back with Rob Blatecki. This is Tim Eccles. You're listening to Energy Matters. Energy Matters would like to thank GasSouth for its support of the show. GasSouth has a no-deposit policy and offers some of the lowest per-therm rates in the state. Use the promo code MATTERS for a special deal. GasSouth, the difference is good. Everyone has tough times in their life. By checking the project share box at the bottom of your utility bill, you can make life a little easier for your neighbors. Your $1, 2 or $5 checkoff is matched by the utility and then used by the Salvation Army to help folks having a tough time paying their energy bills. It's that easy. Join PSC Commissioner Tim Eccles and many others by donating via your power bills this year. See more by clicking projectshareinfo.com. And thank you. Hey, this is Tim Eccles. We talk all the time on Energy Matters about buying a used EV instead of a new one. Let someone else pay the depreciation. BMVW Auto Sales, one of our show sponsors, can fix you up. Go to their website at ev-hybrid.com to see the ever-changing inventory. BMVW has every brand, every type of EV, and they'll even let you test drive it for three days, show you how to charge it and drive it for maximum performance. That's ev-hybrid.com. ev Dash hybrid.com. 
Logan Booker, producer of Energy Matters, here for Better Tomorrow Solar. Imagine a world powered by sunlight. Imagine your home powered by sunlight. Better Tomorrow Solar has a passion for helping you see this for yourself. They've worked hard to overcome the chief obstacle to solar adoption, its initial cost. In some cases, they can install your solar panels at no cost, then charge a predetermined, stable rate for the energy used. In other cases, Better Tomorrow Solar has creative ways to finance the installation so the monthly payments are lower than the energy savings. Find out more at BetterTomorrowSolar.com. That's BetterTomorrowSolar.com and see how you make your world better. Hey, we're back. One more segment with Rob Blatecki of Alder Energy Solar. Rob, there's a lot going on out there, both uh, with residential, utility scale, commercial. Uh, tell us a little bit about Alder Energy Solar and what you guys focus on. I'd be happy to. The uh, Alder Energy is about a, a 10, 15 year old company. Uh, started out residential solar, uh, but now has transitioned into a commercial, industrial, small utility uh, uh, solar farm, uh, community solar development, both as a, a developer as well as a EPC, engineering procurement construction company. Um, so my focus is to really expand their footprint, not only in Georgia, but the, the rest of the southeast and, and beyond the southeast, really east of the Mississippi. And the, what they're looking at is um, the opportunity to to develop the CNI space, that commercial industrial space that has really been ignored uh, to this point primarily because of financial constraints. Uh, there's incentives, there's interest on the residential side, there's incentives, there's interest on the large-scale utility sides, but what is really missing then is that in-between space, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of white, flat rooftops that would be better suited for solar than nothing. You know, the first white, flat-top roof top that I went on that had solar was the IKEA distribution center in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second was the food bank of Atlanta. Uh, and Radiant Solar had, had worked on uh, had worked on that on that project. But I am Rob, I am hearing more and more companies say that we want to be able to showcase this in our annual report. Let me give you an example. EDF, which is a French company that owns power plants in France, they also own large utility-scale solar here in the U.S., we were wanting, I was wanting to to put a solar canopy on Sapelo Island in the Hog Hammock Gullah Geechee community and power their library. Um, they have a little double-wide library with all the artifacts from, from their community, a, a, a dying community, by the way, only about 43 residents left down there on this very remote island that you only can get to by boat. Um, and EDF uh, stepped up and said, hey, we, we want to help with this. They paid for all of the, the contracting and labor involved with this. And then we had a South Carolina uh, company, Southern, Southern Solar, that, that uh, donated all the panels. But EDF then featured it in their annual report, a four-page spread. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty substantial. So, um, you know, I, I am seeing more companies um, that are interested in this. Are you finding that, you know, that that things have changed in commercial and industrial since the time that you've been in California? Are you, are you seeing a big change in this? Uh, yes. In, in California, the, the commercial industrial space had the financial incentives uh, based on the, the rates set by the utilities that they were artificially high, then provided incentives through that that gap difference between their costs and what they were actually charging to provide rebates and incentives back not only to the commercial industrial space, but the, the residents of California as well. In, in Georgia, you have the opportunity to do something uh, similar, and the the commercial industrial space by the by the corporations here and it's not only the the new biden administration because i saw it under trump as well that they have this their own they're taking on themselves to reduce their carbon footprint and through that solar battery storage come are two great ways of helping them meet those goals and then they are very proud of that as they should be to be able to really do good in the world i think that's what we're all here to do well, your company's at alder-energy.com, and you guys are, are in Charleston. Let me ask you, uh, 
you know, because I'm getting, you know, I'm getting hungry. So I'm thinking about Charleston. And I, th- I think about food there. There's a couple of restaurants that we we love. One of them is 82 Queens, and they have this incredible she crab soup there. Uh, and then there's uh, a number of restaurants that are over by by the water. Uh, Magnolia uh, is one of those. Do you have a favorite Charleston restaurant? Well, the, I mentioned the the two Meeting Street Inn is the one that I have great memories of staying and and eating it. Yeah, and so you, you guys that are listening, I mean, I love Savannah, and I go to Savannah more than I go to Charleston, but maybe maybe you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Tim Eccles on Twitter, our shows at Matters Radio, and tell us your favorite Charleston uh, facility. Uh, Rob, let me ask you about, you know, where we're going in the future. I mean, we've got a new administration that's probably going to undo the tariffs on the solar panels in you know, out of China, the tax credit is being extended. If you had to get your crystal ball out and and predict what might be happening, you know, in America over the next four years, what are some of the things that you're looking for? Well, the, uh, the expansion of, of solar, uh, not only on homes, but in, on businesses, commercial, industrial, warehouse space, and then the, the, the uh, coupling of that with battery storage uh, so that uh, you can use that energy from the sun that's uh, zero cost of fuel source uh, that then can be stored in batteries and used uh, when the sun is not shining. Um, then coupled with uh, uh, EVs, uh, I spent a couple years with General Electric promoting their uh, electric vehicle charging stations and saw the future at that point where the equivalent cost of, of uh, an, an e-gallon of gasoline is 75 cents a gallon compared to the $2, $3, $4 of, of regular gasoline. It is the future, and it's going to be the future for the electric utilities to shift their load from the, the current reduction of load because of efficiencies through LEDs and then increasing the load through the electricity that's needed to fuel new automobiles, new EVs. Rob, I I try to tell my Republican colleagues that EVs charged at home overnight puts downward pressure on rates because we have a lot of extra power at night. And these products, these appliances, we'll call these electric cars, they, if plugged in at 11.01 p.m., uh, they are going to consume more power than probably anything happening overnight. So, uh, you know, for, for my Republicans here in Georgia who still, we still have the majority of the, of the, of the state house, the state senate, every constitutional officer. Um, I, I want them to understand that electric cars, it's not just a California thing or a European thing. These things are using homegrown energy uh and 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 then you know it, i mean it's a fuel that's not coming from houston uh you know from oklahoma uh it is it is something where somebody's plugging in in their house or their business that's that's exactly right in fact it's it's not even foreign sources then of of oil and energy but it is truly homegrown which i i it really resonates with me that you can do good and you can do it literally on your own property uh, that's taking control over your own destiny in a, in a way that I think really resonates not only with me, but but the rest of Americans. Rob, as we wrap up our, our show today, let me let me ask you if, if there's a listener, maybe they're a warehouse manager or maybe they're running a distribution center, maybe they're a, a corporate executive uh, and they want to consider solar on their commercial entity. What are what are the steps that they need to take? Uh, con- uh, contact me um, at alderenergy.com, number one, and we'd be happy to do a free evaluation of the roof and the facility to look at their bills, the, the current usage of, of how they're using power over what period of time, um, pro- promote a, a system that then dovetails well into what their current and future needs are. And what they're going to find, Tim, is that the one main metric that I think is the most impactful is called LCOE, Levelized Energy cost of energy. And when you compare the levelized cost of energy of solar, it's generally about half the retail cost of of electricity from any other source. And it's flat and it's predictable going forward versus the volatility that has historically been part of uh, paying a utility bill or buying a gallon of gasoline. Well, it's alder-energy.com, A-L-D-E-R-energy.com. And we 
certainly want to see more rooftops have solar. And I think we will, Rob. I think we're going to see just a continued proliferation of solar because it's so cheap. It's so cheap. It it is putting downward pressure on our rates here. It's cheaper than coal. And I, I never thought I would actually ever say that, but it is. And we're seeing more and more of it. How can folks get in touch with you? And what are some, maybe some of the questions that, that, that they need to ask? Well, again, you can reach out to me at uh, alderenergy.com and uh, Robert Blatecki, B-L-A-T-E-C-K-Y at alder-energy.com. Uh, or reach me on my uh, Breck number, 770-343-7651. Well, it's been fantastic having you on the show today, uh, Rob. And, and you've been in this for, for, for quite a while. Uh, you know, the last 15 years, uh, you know, solar just has continued to come down in price. Uh, we're seeing the same thing with batteries. Just before I let you go, let me let me ask you, what percentage would you say of customers now that want solar on their warehouse or their business are asking you about batteries? Almost zero, unfortunately, but that is the future because that's where the best economics are going to come. On the residential side, uh, my experience with uh, Creative Solar specifically, I know that more than 40% of their residential solar customers are also going with battery storage. And do we like us some creative solar, uh, Russell and all the folks over there, one of our sponsors on our show, show and we really recommend you uh, that you visit Creative Solar if you're interested in residential rooftop solar. Rob, great to have you on the show today. Good luck with everything. Stay safe, everyone, and keep saving money on your power bill using technology wisely and living a more sustainable life. I'm Tim Eccles. You've been listening to Energy Matters. Have a great weekend. The electric car revolution is coming, and the choices are growing. Gem cars are everywhere. You've seen these low-speed electric vehicles on college campuses, downtown Atlanta streets, and resort islands like St. Simons and Jekyll. Gem cars are street legal, equipped with seatbelts, headlights, and a tag, and can operate on roads with speed limits of 35 miles per hour or less. If you want to know more about these electric cars and trucks, six-passenger shuttles, mobile repair service, or full vehicle wraps, go to GemCarService.com. That's G-E-M, CarService.com. Tim Eccles of Energy Matters here for Solar Sun World. No doubt you've seen solar panels popping up all over the state. If you want the precision of German engineering when it comes to solar, Solar Sun World is for you. Gerd and all the folks at Solar Sun World understand the complexities of solar and how to make it work for you. From tax credits to inverters to accelerated depreciation, they'll advise you on the best path forward. And Solar Sun World now offers power purchase agreements. Find them at solarsunworld.com, solarsunworld.com.